Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Wait, no, he's on assignment. Yes. Yeah, but running the boards is Joey D. I am here to save the day. Oh, really? Yes, from oh. boredom, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we're here to fight your boredom and help you out. And uh, on today's show, we will talk be talking about video games, including some strange video game urban legends that may be true, some of the best retro games that are available on your smartphone, mm-hmm. and of course, the best PS4 games, well, right now. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More? Or just search for BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, app, and iTunes to find us. Yeah, give us a five-star review because I ask really nicely. And uh, hmm. once we get uh, once we get someone that can actually ship some stuff for us, uh, because uh, we just don't have that, because unfortunately those people aren't essential right now. Not <laughs> essential at all. We, if you prove to us that you gave us a review, I will send you a completely random comic book that I have in our pool box right in my office. Just a big long box of people uh, of people of comics, not of people, not of people of comics. Comics <laughs> is people that you can uh, that you can uh, maybe just get a random one for. And just send us an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com on that one. Uh, let's talk some uh, video games, though, because I found this and then immediately made a purchase. Uh, Nerdist has a list of the 10 retro console games that you can play on your phone. Now, some people are just using their phone to play Fortnite or PUBG. Um, and actually, to be perfectly honest, there's uh, two of them on this list that I bought. So uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, th- I, I, I told myself back in the day that I wasn't going to spend money on app games. Uh, I saw the Mar- uh, Super Mario run, and I almost bought it. But then there's a couple of the other ones. I won't buy any free game that has microtransactions. I won't buy the little microtransaction stuff. But a full game, you know what? If it's something that I think will be fun, maybe I'll buy it. One of these ones that they have up right now is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. That was the old... Uh, uh, video game where 4,000 years before the Galactic Empire, one of the best Star Wars games of all time took place. It was released on the original Xbox in 2003. KOTOR, which is uh, known by all the people who love Knights of the Old Republic, stands out by allowing you to create a custom character in the Old Republic and then align them with either the light or dark side through in-game decisions. And they even brought this system into the MMORPG back in the day, which was a lot of fun. But now you can just play it on your phone. That's incredible. We've come that far that, that I can play that game on a mobile device. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to lug around a console or a controller right? or anything. Another one that I haven't bought yet, but I'm kind of thinking about it, is uh, GTA. You can get Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, or San Andreas. 
Now, Vice City was my jam. The only reason why I haven't bought this immediately is because I I think I 99%ed it. There was like one Whoa. thing I couldn't get. And it was like you had to like float around either a little miniature airplane or helicopter. And you had to get this one thing on top of a building. And I could never get it. And that just pissed me <laughs> off. But like I, I love, first off, GTA 3 was the first time that they did the 3D aspect of it. Oh, that's right. Vice City was fantastic because it was mostly about the soundtrack. And then San Andreas was amazing because of just how huge it was. I remember the little bikes or the little <laughs> scooters. And I would ride around in the scooter and honk <laughs> at people and then run them over. <laughs> so bad. It was so funny. You could do so many fun things with that. And that's why games like GTA V still hold up. And I've bought on, I've bought for both my Xbox <laughs> and also for my PC. It's one of those games that I've bought multiple times. Another game that I never played but it was also by Rockstar was Bully. Now, it's something of a cult classic for Rockstar Games. You play as the teenager Jimmy who has just enrolled in the open world of Bullworth Academy. There you must gain influence over the school's various um, cliques. And uh, you may have guessed by the title, it's not going to go smoothly. You have a trouble meter like the star system in GTA, which raises uh, more as you utilize the game's various tools like slingshots, baseball bats, and, well, of course, the uh, the grade school best thing ever, stink bombs. Ah, oh, yes, the yes. stink bomb. Uh, yes. And, of course, this is while you're uh, not actually going to your classes in-game. <laughs> uh, the next one is the innovator of bullet time. Do you remember Max Payne? Max Payne, I was about <laughs> to say. One of the great classics. It was a movie. Huh. It, well, yeah, it was a movie with Mark Wahlberg. That's right. Which... Yeah, it kind of follows along the lines of uh, those non-Sonic titles where the uh, movie is trash. Just think of The Matrix when you want to think of uh, Bullet Time. Exactly. Yeah, that's the video. Well, no, that's the movie because don't play the video games of The Matrix. I went the other way on that one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A great one here. Final Fantasy 1 through 7 and 9. Wow, on your phone too, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Now, if I didn't have a uh, the SNES console, the mini that they had, <laughs> that already has Final Fantasy three on it, which is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. So I'm not going to be picking this one up. This isn't one of the ones that I did pick up. But uh, any of those games, like Final Fantasy seven, just came out on. Oh, maybe PlayStation? I think yeah, play- yeah. The remake, Final Fantasy VII, which is actually its own game. It's, it is a remake, but mm-hmm. they do a really cool way in making it a new game. Really? I won't spoil anything for you guys. I haven't played it, but I do know all of the things about it because my friend is addicted to it. <laughs> That's awesome. The next one on this list is one of the ones that I've picked up, and it's another RPG that is, oh, it's crazy. Did you ever play Chrono Trigger? No, but I i mean, I've, had, yeah. I've definitely heard of it. I'll tell yeah. you that much. Uh, Square Enix uh, was the ones who did this game, the same people who brought you the Final Fantasy games. Uh, if you find time travel even remotely interesting, you're going to love playing this game. Strappin is the main character, travels through time portals and navigates the complexity of time paradoxes, resulting in multiple endings. It's one of those first ones that really got into all of that. Uh, Chrono Trigger even adapts to mobile just as well as the Final Fantasy series thanks to the shared active time battle system which was introduced in Final Fantasy IV. Uh, Whether you prefer Final Fantasy or Chrono Trigger, they both make an excellent thing. And you can even choose because I bought it and then I've played just like at the very beginning of it just to get set up. If you're not a person who is really good at doing on-the-fly, real-time action combat, you can set it up to be turn-based, which I've done right now because I still got to get used to the controller. I'm so used to having a real tactile controller. Oh, yeah. Having the D-pad just on the screen is a little bit of 
it's it's pretty goofy for me, and I'm trying to get used to it. Yeah, you're not really pressing a button, so you gotta like learn when you're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 like um, I don't want to pay attention to that. I'm trying to look at what's going on, on the screen. I'm not looking at where my thumb is for this fake controller thing that's why going do on i there. have such fat thumbs <laughs> uh the next one on this i don't know anything about this game life is strange it came out in 2015 and nerdist goes on to say it's another square enix by the way uh it's another time travel related game uh the first in the beloved episodic graphic adventure series that debuted back in 2015 this game offers the players the ability to rewind time in an effort to undo the past and stop future events set in the fictional town of arcadia bay oregon through multiple dialogue options and puzzles, your character, Maxine Caulfield, must set things right and control her destiny. They say it's a beautifully executed game, and while the original was published under five separate episodes throughout the year, the mobile release contains every episode in one package. Huh. That's pretty cool. This one, Joe, this one might get you. I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about Doom and Doom 2? I do love Doom. Apparently, you can get it on the iOS. And that makes sense because that game was essentially just, what, a still frame like for one of your characters? Like, you don't really move, right, or something like that? It's Well, with that one, it's it's a first-person shooter. So just having that screen straightforward, you can just kind of move with the controller and do it and then tap with the – I mean, it, it seems that it would work perfectly. Yeah, your gun doesn't move or something like that. Yeah. So it's easy. It's just the mm-hmm. actual screen. I don't know what they call it there. But, yeah, it makes it really easy on mobile because that way you're just going left and right. So yeah. I can see that translation really easily and they even say if you're looking for a minimalist arcade shooter along the lines that isn't a call of duty or a Fortnite, then doom may be the one for you especially if you're nostalgic for that old graphics and you want to do uh do the shooting in the old school way shooting jumping and running <laughs> crazy taxis another one you can get that game is awesome dude yes i used to have so much fun playing that game because i had uh i had a hacked dreamcast back in the day Ooh. before 2000 if you had a dreamcast uh that was made before 2000 uh probably the reason why Sony went under was that you could literally take uh, images and burn them to a regular CD rewritable and it would work on the Dreamcast. Wow, I didn't they know that. fixed it in the later two th- uh, later than two thousand versions of the arcade. But you could go onto uh, uh, onto eBay, get a console, and then it would just work. So I had a bunch of stuff on that. Crazy Taxi was one of those that I played a that lot was a of. Fun game because you could compete if you wanted to with your friends and take turns to see who could actually make the most money, or you could just do whatever the heck you wanted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here's one of the ones that I did buy, and I kind of fell into the issue of having the weird, uh, the weird controller problem that we just talked about. Sonic the Hedgehog. <gasps> you can get one, two, four, and Sonic CD. I don't know why you can't get three, which is kind of strange, but coding error. Yeah, Something. maybe. Uh, so yeah, so this is the. It, it's a lot of fun. I can't get past the third level of the first Sonic, and I've been trying. Oh, damn. oh, so you a have lot. this? This is when yeah. you bought. Yeah, yeah, because it was like five bucks. Oh, that's And nothing. so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that. And you get the app, and then you can get Sonic, and then you can purchase Sonic 2 and the other ones as well right in through that app. Those side-scrolling games are so fun for a quick 10, 15 minutes, too, if you're just on a bus or something. Yeah, and it's, it's easy uh, in terms of, like, simplistic of what you're supposed to do. But it is very infuriating because, well, with Sonic, one of the problems with him is he's very fast, but also he jumps a little goofy, and then suddenly <laughs> you're just like smacking the stuff and trying to move it around, and suddenly you're using your phone like a like a person who's not used to playing a video game is moving their controls. Like it's gonna help if I move with it. You're steering it like yeah. a car. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It doesn't work out that well on that one. But those are some of the ones that are really awesome, and I really suggest uh, if if you love Sonic, pick it up. If you love RPGs, go with 
the fun. I'm th- if I didn't have Final Fantasy three, but I'm gonna have to break out my hmm. uh, Super Nintendo in order to get that one again. Uh, Joe, yes, Vicky. Now, Vicky, mm-hmm. I know you're not much of a gamer in those turn in a lot of the turns, but you played a lot of old school games. Yeah, back in the day. I mean, I did obviously Pokemon. I mm-hmm. had Pokemon Silver first because that was what my like I got for Christmas. Oh, uh, but I did get to play a little bit of I think Pokemon Yellow. Uh, definitely, you know, Super Mario, and like I love Mario Kart and Smash. Uh, what is it, Smash Brothers? Oh yeah. As well as Mario Party, it's like that's part of the reason I want to get a Switch. I don't really care about Animal Crossing. I want yeah. to play Mario Party. Mario Party um, has I don't want to say has ruined friendships, but it's that <laughs> same sort of thing with uh, Mario Kart, where yes. someone's gonna be salty for a little while after a game gets played. Like Monopoly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got punched in the face playing Mario Kart once. You did not. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew. I, my friend, I was gloating. I beat the oh, crap out of him in Mario Party, go. and then he punched me in the face. <laughs> Sounds about right. I deserved it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, some of those old school games and some of the newer ones, too, have interesting urban legends. And mm. IGN put out a list of some of those, and some of these are very interesting, and some of them that uh, I feel that we all really know about. The big one that they started off with was the Madden Curse. Where if you are on the front of a Madden cover, something terrible is going to happen to you in that next season. That is one of the worst things that can happen to a player. And I'd like to thank uh, Madden for not cursing Tom Brady. Thank you, Madden. <laughs> but is he cursed now that he's with the Buccaneers? Well, not if they don't play this season. <laughs> so that's a good point. Fair uh, enough. Now, some of the stories like Dante Culpepper, he uh, graced the 2002 cover, ended his next season with a back injury. Oh, that's the worst sucks. injury. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's other instances of uh, injury, legal trouble, other manners of bad luck. Uh, I remember locally with Sean Alexander, he went on to it, and I think he had a terrible uh, season the next year. <sighs> and he might not have actually gotten through the entire season. So, I mean, there's plenty of people who did just fine, but we're not focusing on them. We're focusing also, on the bad things. Yeah, people, they had a bad season. They didn't win the Super Bowl again. It's like, well, I mean, that's pretty difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, another interesting one was this. So there was a game called Kill Switch, apparently, in 1989 that deleted itself. So you would get to uh, play some things and you would go through. Supposedly, players who picked a character named Gast found themselves controlling an invisible fire-breathing mass that was near impossible to navigate with. Alternatively, and probably to anger players, uh, they could play another person named Porto, a woman with no combat abilities who the players would walk through an eerie grayscale mining facility, presumably where everyone had died in it. Wow. Working their way through a series of mazes and puzzles, the players would then guide Portal to the end, only to find the screen turn white and all of the game files on their system delete themselves. Like some weird joke. Oh, man, that sucks. I know Metal Gear Solid 2 did something similar to that, where, like, you got, at a part of the game, it would tell you to turn off your game. It'd be like, turn your console off. Do it. You've been hacked. And I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Help. Another one, and this is one of those ones that kind of makes me crack up. Uh, We all know about the blood code with uh, Mortal Kombat. Uh, The Sega Genesis version had it where there was no blood. But if you put in a special code, suddenly blood spurting would go everywhere and it would be the normal Mortal Kombat that you would love. Another one that some people always thought that was real were the nudity codes, not for Mortal Kombat, but for other games. Uh, Like Lara Croft 
which uh, basically started circulating as far back as the original 1996 game release and flooding those early message boards. Uh, No code like that ever existed, at least in the public realm, but it didn't stop the rumors of everybody wanting to see those big boxy boobs Hmm. in their, I don't know, just flesh-colored. Yeah, on their, like, what, 12-inch TV? Yeah. like so. (laughs) all you got, man, back in the day. You're not wrong, but there was also, there were some that actually would happen with Mortal Kombat 2, where they said, like, characters, I think in MK2 with like Melina and Katana suddenly they would just take off their clothes if you put in a special fatality code <laughs> like a nudality or something nudality yeah awesome. which they act I think they put in nudalities later in the games to make fun of that where it would be like poof of smoke and then the person is covering up covering up their bits oh it's the same reason why they put in like the friendships and the babalities and all those uh, other ridiculous things because it's fun to find those sort of little codes to to put in with that um, apparently another urban legend, and this is a little bit more into the reality of stuff, which is kind of strange. Saddam Hussein tried to use the PlayStation 2 to take over the world. Didn't work out too well for him. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that, uh, it's hard to imagine that the PlayStation 2 was once considered the pinnacle of console hardware, but in fact, the 32-bit CPUs inside the machine were so powerful at the time that it spurned a terrifying urban legend that capitalized on the geopolitical issues that were going on at the time. The legend goes that with the release of the PS2 in 2000, Saddam Hussein and the Iraq government bought thousands of them with the intent of harvesting the processors and using them in their own weapons of mass destruction. Of course, this isn't a thing. Wow. But yeah, and it's interesting on that point too because you think about the processing power and one of the big things that uh, has been going on in the last recent years is the Bitcoin explosion and the fact that people were buying the were buying video cards in order to use those processors to mine Bitcoin, which in turn turned all the video cards into suddenly like a hundred to two hundred price you know things to. Four hundred to five hundred dollars. I had to wait forever to get my to get a better video card for my VR gear because they were so expensive because the processing. Yeah, and it worked. I mean, I know a lot of people that made money off of that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, right. Vicky found a Pokemon one. Yay! Um, did you know anything about the Deadly Lavender Town music? Yes, that wasn't it like making kids go psycho or something or Well, Lavender Town in Pokemon uh, Red and Blue on the original Game uh-huh. Boy is home for of uh, the infamous Pokemon graveyard. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it's kind um, of a dead town. Yeah. The high-pitched minimalist music from the composer plays as you pass through the town. It was so unnerving that according to the legend that the original Japanese versions of Red and Blue caused the death of several children who played it. What? It's like the yeah. ring sort of thing. Yeah. Oh my god. And they called it Lavender Town Syndrome. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably just a... It better be a rumor. Yeah, it's just what? a rumor, right? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, this is one that actually came true later on. Uh, Diablo had the secret cow level. Yes. But they didn't in the first game. That was added later on when everyone realized, and uh, also, you know, Blizzard and all of them decided that, you know what? Secret cow level would be pretty sweet. What if there were cows and unicorns and rainbows everywhere, but they were super powerful and they killed you? Yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one was San Andreas, GTA, having a Sasquatch. Well, they said that they uh, actually were able to see it in the uh, back of the beyond and claimed that they had seen the tall, dark figure somewhere on the screen only for it to vanish when they got tried to get a good look. Rockstar has gone on to say that there's no such thing as Bigfoot in its game, but dedicated myth hunters still believe in its existence. 
they're going squatching in the game when they could just go squatching in real life, by the way. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one was, and I remember this from Street Fighter 2, that Shang Long was a secret boss in Street Fighter 2. If you don't know who Shang Long is, he's just a line from Ryu when he would beat anybody. It would be mm-hmm. like, you must defeat Shang Long to stand a chance. Well, of course, it sparks rumors of, hey, what does this mean? Who is this person? And what's going to do? What is it going to happen? What's going to be going on with this is character? Is it like the Iron Fist? Is it like, does he pop out? Yeah. Well, no, there's nothing there. Never was anything. It's just a name, and that's it. And then finally, the IGN, their biggest one on here, blowing on your Nintendo cartridge, actually did something. You know what? Sometimes placebos are just fine. Yeah, (laughs) And I would blow on it, and then suddenly it would work. So you know what? I still think it works. Yeah, I think they're lying. The thing is, is that with the pins, like, the problem is is the pins are going in and they're not hitting exactly where they're supposed to go, which causes the glitches. And that's the problem is, so when you take it out and you blow on it, basically what you're doing is you're taking it out from the pins, resetting the pins, and then sometimes it would work. It's a rage reducer, man. Yes, absolutely. And... I don't know about you, but I was full, filled with a lot of rage playing those old school Nintendo games. Maybe if I just smash the cartridge in hard enough, it'll work. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we get out of here quickly, uh, I, uh, CBR, actually, Comic Book Resources, put out a list of the best PlayStation 4 games. A lot of people are stuck at home, so this may be some of those games that you uh, might want to be able to pick up and uh, check out. And also we have another list of some of the best single-player games that are going along with this as well. Uh, the best ones... Sims. The Sim, are you playing The Sims? I was, and then my freaking, it died on me, like my computer died on me, and I like lost my progress on my freaking house, and it pissed me off, and I haven't gone back even after I bought the expansions. I understand that. I, that's, yeah, all too real on that one. I do have to go back because I bought the expansions recently, so I need to play them enough. <laughs> but that's the fun part about The Sims is you can create things that sort of like, like look like you or people you know, and then you can do terrible things to them. And it's kind of the anti-rage when it comes down to it. Well, like I had built literally a as close as I could for scale model of my house, my actual home. That's and it cool. actually looked really similar. That's kind of creepy. It was so cool. I didn't think I could do it. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to be an architect? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm not good at it. Uh, some of these uh, came out, though. Uh, the editor's choice was Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, if you like horses and Grand Theft Auto, I think that'll work great for you. Uh, they're saying the premium pick was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. A lot of people are having a lot of fun with that game. Uh, the next one on the list is God of War. Uh, going down this quickly, Metal Gear Solid 5, Resident Evil 2, Marvel Spider-Man, which I have, but I still have in the cellophane. I'll probably get to someday. We'll see. Soon. Yeah, I got to still play through uh, uh, Last of Us. Uh, Injustice 2 Legendary Edition. These are great because it's a fighting game. And uh, don't play online because you'll get wrecked. But other than that, it's super <laughs> fun to play. Uh, GTA 5, Madden 2020, and Witcher 3. All of these are available on the PS4. If uh, you uh, don't have a game that you want to play, here's some recommendations. And then finally, some uh, single-player video games that aren't just relegated to only the PS4. Uh, this came out from USA Today. Uh, they top with a Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, because it's also available for PS4, uh, Xbox One, and the PC. Witcher 3, the same thing, also for the Switch. They even put in some Switch games with uh, Legend of the Zelda Breath of the Wild, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which is with a bunch of different ones. Of course, they're putting in Animal Crossing because everybody, everybody's going crazy about Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever... Well, I'd have to get a Switch first 
Because and they're pretty th- impossible to get hold of right yeah, now. Yeah, they really are very hard to get. But uh, let us know how you feel about the video games, the ones that you think are the best to play out there, the ones that you're really sinking a lot of time into. I'm still playing a ton of Fallout 76. They're having some bugs because it's Bethesda, but I, I still love the game, so I've been playing all that. But let us know. Hit us an email at bjgeeknation.com, uh, bjgeeknation at gmail.com, and then, you know, social media, different ways. I want to see what you're playing. Let us know all about that. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Hey, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Do I dare ask what's going on in your brain? No, oh, here we go. I have a fan theory. Oh, yep. All right. We had yes. memes on Monday. So, uh, yep. <laughs> meme Monday. This and is fan a theory Wednesday. Thor Love and Thunder fan theory that connects every Marvel Phase 4 movie. We don't even have it yet. I know. All right. All right. So, a Marvel fan posted this epic fan theory revealing a compelling way that Love and Thunder could loosely adapt the Mighty Thor comic storyline. Where Jane Foster becomes Thor, because we already know she is, Mm -hmm. but it also presents interesting connections to the Eternals and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, while also following up directly on a few dangling plot threads from Thor the Dark World, which a lot of us pretend didn't exist, but that also didn't make it into Ragnarok. What movie? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Good job. So, here's the fan theory. Okay. In present-day New York... Jane Foster is suffering from breast cancer after she was possessed by the Aether, they write, theorizing that Foster's experience from the dark world caused her to develop cancer. Okay. That's straight from the comics where she d- she gets cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Mighty Thor, Foster develops cancer through, like, typical means, you know, kind of going through. Cancer, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, so it's an interesting connection to the previous MCU continuity that also makes a lot of sense. Thanos injures himself in the final battle of Avengers Endgame when using a single Infinity Stone without the use of his gauntlet. And a half-celestial Star-Lord couldn't wield the Power Stone by himself in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. So how could a regular human contain the power of the Reality Stone without it having lasting consequences? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A hammer from an alternate timeline makes its way to the main universe through the portals opened by Doctor Strange during Multiverse of Madness events. Okay, okay. So Thor fought with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir in uh, Endgame after taking it from... A point in the past during the events of the Dark World, but Captain America returned the hammer when he went back to return the Infinity Stones and fix the timelines. Uh, So unless Love and Thunder takes place in a totally different reality in the multiverse or messes up the timeline by transporting Mjolnir back to present day, the hammer has to be from another reality. So, you know, the supposed, you know, synopsis for the Multiverse of Madness leaked earlier, like or sometime last week uh, to kind of help explain After the events of Avengers Endgame, Dr. Stephen Strange continues his research on the Time Stone, but an old friend turned enemy puts an end to his plans and causes Strange to unleash unspeakable evil. So that's Mordo, Mm -hmm. because in the the first Doctor Strange, uh, he was was the ally turned enemy, Mm -hmm. and you know, the the villain problem of being the same type of sorcerer. Right. But I could see him messing with the multiverses and that being open, and then... This Jane Foster being not just Mjolnir, but Jane Foster herself being from a different multiverse where she took either took up the mantle uh, mm-hmm. from Thor, who maybe got you know whacked at some point, or just maybe it found her as opposed to you know Thor, right. which would be weird. So but, yeah. it continues. So Captain America should have returned the Time Stone to the Ancient One in 2012 during the events of the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. So it's unclear how Doctor Strange would be researching the stone if it doesn't exist, but that unspeakable evil must be related in some way to the multiverse. 
assuming the Doctor Strange sequel does involve portals into alternate realities, that could explain how Mjolnir, or maybe a different hammer, winds up in a place where, you know, an infirm Jane Foster can pick it up and become the Goddess of Thunder. Another plot thread here involves Thor leaving the Guardians of the Galaxy to search for Lady Sif, his former Asgardian companion, who was absent from Ragnarok because of a boring real-life scheduling reasons. But we know Lady Sif died from Thanos' snap, but was resurrected in Endgame. Marvel Studios presented Kevin uh, Feige has confirmed that Loki, posing as Odin, banished Sif before the events of Thor Ragnarok. So she was off-world when Asgard was destroyed. And Sif and her new friend, Beta Ray Bill, are investigating about the same alien who was the lone survivor of the race. He is known as Gore, which is the theorist writes. Here's where recent rumors about Christian Bale being cast in Love and Thunder come in. Some sources indicate the role is mostly mocap and based on Marvel Comics. He could be playing the aforementioned Beta, Beta Ray Bill. Another popular contender is the Gore, the god of butcher, the god butcher. Mm-hmm. And the last of an alien race who felt forsaken by the gods and vowed to kill them after he bonded with a symbiote weapon called All Black, the Necrosword. Whoa. That sounds cool. It's badass. Do you guys think that, that he would sign, him, sign on for more than one movie? Christian like, Bale? Yeah, that's like my thing because he can't play a reoccurring role if he can only do one movie, obviously. Yeah, I mean. That's a good call because, I mean, he did the Batman movies and I feel like he's done, he, he does fantastic work in everything he does. Absolutely. But yeah, like I can't see him being in a whole bunch of movies. So maybe, like, I don't know what character would only last for a movie, but that would be my most likely guess on a who villain. he would be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the new theory recontextualizes Gore's origin story to relate directly to the Celestials, the uber-powerful beings such as Ego that created the Eternals on Earth. Thousands of years ago, the Celestials destroyed an alien planet, which was judged and deemed unworthy. Only one being of that race could survive. Um, Gore was the one who killed Celestials for revenge. So even Odin feared Gore, and the Union of Forces imprisoned him at some point in the past, and it wasn't until present day that they were unleashed upon the universe. The Celestials used the Infinity Stones extensively in the past, and it is possible that with the stones destroyed, that somehow released Gore from captivity. Ooh, Ooh, I like this. And all the characters would inevitably wind up on Earth where a new lineup of Revengers would have to take on Gore. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere, the mining quali- Nowhere, which is the mining quality featured in Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers yeah. Infinity War, was said to be built on the severed head of a Celestial. Would it make it for a gnarly retcon if we learned all these years later that Gore murdered the Celestial in the brutal way? Like maybe that's the first clue Thor learns in the movie. Ooh. So it's all just speculation this is just for fun yeah somebody came up with this it is supposed to be released november 5th 2021 but with how yeah things are in the world who knows yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with all of it i'm really excited to kind of see where they're going to go with it i Mm want to see what's going to happen with phase four yes and i'm really excited to see just the fact that they even mentioned the multiverse and what they can do with that and getting into the cosmic fights it's been one of my favorite things always looking into that is yeah i love like the global heroes or villains but when you get into the cosmic stuff, like when I was like one of the coolest things, like the tr- old trading cards that they had in the 90s, were looking up at like the power levels mm-hmm. and seeing the ones. And you get like the Hulk who always had like, you know, strength at seven, but it was always popped up towards the top because it's never ending. But then you get the, the characters like Eternity or like the Inbetweener or like all of these different ones that are just all levels like Galactus or just like all levels sixes and sevens because they're so badass. Those are the things I want to see. And when you get the multiverse, you can kind of open that up. And I really hope, I know we kind of saw the, the 
you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they apparently they almost had uh, Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield in it, but they thought it was too soon. Yeah. But I would love it been fun. at some point to have them mm-hmm. pop on. Even if it's just quick, it doesn't have to be like a whole, like, we're going to fight them together. Yeah. Whether it's in animated or in live action, it would be sick. That would be so cool. Honestly, though, if I could pick anything I want, I want Charlie Cox to play, you know, Daredevil again and play as uh, Peter Parker's lawyer. But we already know <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. If they have a Daredevil, he said it's not going to be him. And I'm thinking it's just a Netflix contract thing. Yeah, it kind of seems that sort of thing. And it's it's unfortunate because I really feel that the the defenders, like all of those yes. those, those actors that play those characters, were, not including Iron Fist. Well, I mean, you know, I, he was it, fine in Defenders actually, yes, and season it, two was much better than season one, even though it wasn't great. He needs he needs somebody there. So if it's him and Luke Cage, yes. I think it's absolutely acceptable, and it's one of those things that I would be fine with. Mm-hmm. I I'm just I'm not going to hate as much on Iron Fist. I'm just not going to watch it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It was just boring. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah it's like sure, I, I don't want to yeah. wa- I don't want to watch a Marvel show because it's fine yeah and then hey you know this marvel thing is a little boring wait wait what well, some people are like i'm against it because of a b and c like they have a moral yeah. reason why they don't want to watch it i'm just like eh, it's kind of boring yeah. <laughs> well until next time guys stay nerdy Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.